Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon here on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Appreciate you being here uh, with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list. Only one guest in the first hour of the program at the bottom of the hour or thereabouts for the first time uh, since last January, February. We'll get our bracketologist back in here. Shelby Mast, uh, you can read or you sometimes read his uh, his bracket at uh, all of the Gannett papers. He is the bracketologist for Gannett. He'll join us each and every week going forward. A uh, real good resource in Shelby Mast. Glad to have him. Glad he's on the men. Looking forward to speaking with him. Uh, he suffered a um, last year, and he, this is public, so I'm not uh, you know, letting this out of the bag. He had a uh, severe stroke, and uh, for a while there, was kind of self-conscious. Remember that? I do, absolutely. He yeah. did, I, how did I sound? I don't want to, um, and I get it. I totally understand, but he was good. And um, he's back, and look forward to picking his brain on the brackets again this year. And he updates them every day. This is the beauty of it. Last night it was updated just before 11 o'clock hour time. Iowa State is a four in Shelby's bracket as of today. Iowa an eight. Uh, they're in the east, Iowa State. He has them. Uh, where does he have them? Out west, uh, at least to be. Um, I mean, that'll change, obviously. But that's the seed range that they're in as we begin another day of basketball. If you would have told me back in October that both the big schools were going to have a great shot of being NCAA tournament teams and Drake and you and I would be at the top of the MVC... Mm-hmm. I couldn't have signed up faster for that. <laughs> with you, right? And here we are. Yeah, and he's got Loyola as the lone representative of the Valley Inn. Although the Panthers seem to be playing their best basketball. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, as of late, so we'll see. <laughs> Speaking of that, did you see my tweet Saturday night? I was, uh, wasn't watching the what game at the time. What time was it? <laughs> Uh, it was, was it after 8.30? It was about 9 o'clock. Well, then maybe. Uh... It was right as the UNI game was finishing up. So they pull away, four-point lead. And SIU hits a three-quarter court shot. Oh, my God. Did it affect the number? Closing line, one and a half. Oh, my gosh. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Panthers win it by one. Uh, yeah. It's just, those are the things. Last night. Caleb Grill, you put it on, on Twitter. Yes. So, so help me out with this one. The, the, what, what closed at what? 128. 128 was where it ended. That put it at 129. Jesus. And then they had another bucket on top of yeah, it. I saw but, that weight, yeah. Yeah, it's just... What, what, two seconds left? They How tight those lines are, those totals, and yeah. and a game that is over means absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. 
and yet there's people on their edge of their seat. I'm going <laughs> to guess there was a sports book somewhere. Oh, for sure. Where the place exploded. Absolutely. In a 20-point blowup because of one shot yep. with less than 20 seconds that to exploded, go. Exploded uh, in, in, in pure joy or <laughs> papers were thrown on the uh-huh. floor or tickets into the air or... Oh, those are some of my favorite nights spending in the book, especially when you know that something's going to come down, and either way, it's going to be a decision that's going to uh, move the needle. And whether and I like it when I don't have any skin in the game, just watching everybody else re- react, uh, that got me through a lot of nights by myself in <laughs> Las Vegas. Uh, I wouldn't change it for anything. All right, so we got the uh, Shelby Mast at um, at ten thirty, eleven oh five. David Kaplan is here. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors our Cappy conversation. A lot of Bears talk, obviously, with Cappy. We will get into that. Another sports talk legend in Chicago passed away uh, over the weekend. Help me out. Les Grobstein, who I listened to overnights a whole lot. So that's all he did uh-huh. was, was was nights. That's how I remember Okay, him. He might have done other things. But yeah, I remember him as the late night overnight guy. Maybe he came in 11 o'clock, something like that. Back when I was umpiring softball and baseball. Mm-hmm driving from all across the Cedar Valley and to some other areas around there and hop in the car. Well, not any sports talk radio on the sports station I worked at because they had the uh, goofy overnight show with the guy that talks about aliens and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, I remember the jock had that when I was driving to work in the mornings back in the late 90s. What was what was that cat's name? Oh, man. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I know exactly what you mean. But... I mean, and, and that was riveting in itself, but if I wanted to hear sports, the only one that I could get right. was 670, the score, out of Chicago. Oh, so it wasn't WGN. He was on the score. On the score. Oh, I thought he was on GN. Okay. Yep. So I would listen to him quite often. Didn't think he had a whole lot of depth to him. Right. But he filled a void. He absolutely did. Not the easiest shift in the world. And yeah. I, uh, there's a guy that does, I think, for WFAN out in New York. I think that, there's only two left, two cities that have overnight, overnight live sports talk, not syndicated, right? Not national. Jimmy Trena, who does sports media for Sports Illustrated, yep. uh, he does a podcast, a weekly podcast, and the guy that does overnights kind of co-hosts with him at the end of the show, and he does five hours with the producer, but Jeez. just him, just for overnights. five. Five yeah, hours. That'd be tough. Well, you and I almost did it because when we were, well, no, you weren't groveling. I was groveling uh, to get but uh, to get back over. I said, look, we'll do nights. Yeah. And at the end of our shift, we'll run the vacuum around if you need us to. <laughs> we just got to get back over here. Uh, luckily, we didn't have to work in the middle of the night. We right. got the 10 to noon shift, which is ideal. Anyways. Um, so, and, and this guy, uh, say his name for me again. Les Grobstein. Grobstein. Uh, he was the one that captured the Lee Ilya audio right. that would have never seen the light of day or, or, or had the shelf life that it does had he not been in the coach or the manager's office after the game and, and got that audio, which to this day is you, you just plug it in and listen to it. It just blows your mind. Monday night I played that for my wife. She never heard it before. Right. And she was rolling with So me. what made you play? Oh, because of his passing? Because of his gotcha. passing. Yeah, yeah, I was on Twitter. I'm like, oh, yeah. you, you have to hear this. And 85% of the world is working, and the other 15% is blanking here. (laughs) These people need blanking jobs. It just, if you haven't heard it, it's an all time wrench. Just just do a Google search. It is incredible. If you're at work, maybe put on some headphones. For sure. Uh, You don't want the wrong people hearing what he had to say, but one of the most epic rants. People talk about Jim Moore and playoffs. And yeah, we're pretty good. You got Mike Gundy, and Mm -hmm. I'm a man, I'm 40. Mm -hmm. This one, Mm -hmm. because of the profanity. Takes Dennis, it to Dennis Green. One. You're right, Dennis That's another Green. one. Let him off the hook. Yeah. 
A lot of good ones. I thought we are. are they are. We this let them is, off the hook. This is another level. Different. Yeah. Yes. If you haven't heard it, it is worth the click for two minutes, yeah. and I think you'll be laughing at well, it. Well, look at Trent. I, I heard from two different people uh, uh, out uh, in the eastern part of the state that, that text me uh, periodically, and, and they mentioned his passing as well. And um, mm-hmm. so this, I mean, 69 years old, far, far, far too young. All right, uh, so Cappy will join us at 11.05, and then the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, is here at 11.30. And man, oh man, I'm not wishing the first three games away by any means. They are all in their own right, got a chance to be special but Bill's Chiefs to bring the curtain down on Sunday night? My gosh. A George Norrie is who we were looking for with that overnight show. Is that who it yeah, is? George Norrie. George Norrie. No, yeah. that doesn't There was two a... guys that did it. George yeah. Norrie might have been the more recent of the two, but that was So this was in show. the 90s, yeah. and this was spaceships and um, uh, aliens. aliens. So what would, what do you so call that's it? not the name that I think. All right. We got to find this now. Now it's bothering me. American Radio. George Norris. Coast to Coast AM. Yep, help me out. Art Bell. Art Ray, Bell. Ray, Ray sent it to me. Thank you, yes. Ray. Yes. Art Bell. That's who it is. Art Bell and George Norrie took over for him. Is that what happened? Yeah. And so Bell was on when I was doing mornings on the jock, obviously. Yep. And um, George Norrie took over. Yeah, Art Bell was the cat that I remember. Art Bell. Those nights driving with nothing else going on. Yeah. Ah, and there it is, and just the <laughs> melodious tones and the way that he would frame the stories and then the guests that he would have on, nuts. I mean, just right. people, have tinfoil hats, we joke about that often. Yeah, these are the people that were wearing those tinfoil hats mm-hmm. and just on and on and on of the stories and people calling in. And then he start looking up in the sky, what is that up there? Really? Do I, do this I guy's see made something? a living doing this. Right. And it's got a lot of money. I mean, yes. Ross Peterson, thank you. He just pulled over and texted me. Yeah. Because Ross wouldn't text and drive. No, 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 that. no. I don't think anybody should. Um, so anyways, good stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Mitch Holtis will be here at 1130. So that is the BMW of Des Moines uh, guest list here today. Trent, we got to get into Iowa State from last night, the uh, Texas Tech game. Look, for 23 minutes, it was a pretty good basketball game, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then Texas Tech defensively, who is gifted defensively, yeah. Iowa State was settling for jumpers. I get it that there were the the free throw disparity was it jumps off the box score, but you got to look a little bit deeper because when you're settling for jump shots, uh you're not getting too many calls and that's exactly what happened last night. Defensively was not it kind of in some ways reminded me of the Oklahoma, I guess we could call it a collapse, right? Because it was such a good game and then they quit playing Iowa State quit playing their game. But look, it's the Big 12. It's the road. You gotta split with what on the surface looks to be a pretty damn good basketball team in Texas Tech, especially when they are uh, at full strength. So um, this is a good this the league overall. Look, I watched Baylor in West Virginia, and oh by the way, what a great time to tip at that one, right? Four I knew o'clock. you love that four oh, o'clock. Jay Billis did the game. How about that? Jay Billis, a four o'clock game, a four o'clock tip for Billis. Uh, he and uh, Rich something was the play-by-play guy, but I don't remember him. Uh, I don't recall you know too much about him. But Billis on look, West Virginia and Baylor were going toe to toe. Yep. Uh, Oklahoma and Kansas. Oklahoma went on a twenty to two run trend. I know you had a you had a high school game, so mm-hmm. you might have missed that part. Twenty to two run, and Kansas overcame it. Was it twelve six? They outscored him down the stretch. Kansas did. They to, did yes. to get the win by three. Right. This conference 
And you can say top to bottom. Look what Oklahoma T- State look did. Look at TCU, what they're doing. Kansas State. Uh-huh. They, they stayed at another win last they night. They go on the road. Didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, and beat Texas on the road last yeah. night. Just on and on and on. The depth of this conference is incredible. And it's concerning, I think, a little bit for Iowa State. They're still fine to be a tournament team. But to even be in the, say, top half of the bracket, be a six seed or better, mm-hmm. at minimum, you got to be 10-8. and Going to have to win a couple on the road, Trent. And hold serve at home. And go into Kansas State and TCU right. and Oklahoma State. That yeah. Those are the most winnable of the three. You want to play any of those three right now? No, you don't. Here's the thing. Go back to the and, – and, and Chris Beard brought it up. Um, the, the, the coach's poll or the media poll, whatever one he was referring to after Texas got uh, beat on Saturday by Iowa State. And I guess Iowa State was picked 10th in the conference. Well, if that's the case, TCU had to be 9th, K-State had to be 8th, mm-hmm. and, and and probably Oklahoma State 7. Right. And, and look what these four schools are doing. So, yes, top to bottom this conference. Shelby, who we're going to talk to at the bottom of the hour here, Shelby Mast, our bracketologist, he's got eight of the ten. He might need to you know, expand on that a little bit. Last night, only one player was over a average mark offensively. And for Iowa State? For Iowa State. Mm-hmm. And that was Caleb Grill, who had four three-pointers in the game. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, including all five starters, were under what is considered an average offensive score. 62 offensive rating for Kalsher, 70 for Enaruna, Brockington 88, 57 for Hunter, 67 for Condon. We know this team has struggles offensively. Yeah. They're going to be there defensively. It's going to mm-hmm. give them a chance. But when it goes awry and you have those stretches like they did from, like you said, about the 17-minute mark of the second half. And it, it was over away. at that point, yeah. And, and they're... Now they closed the gap a little bit because it was twenty twenty two at right. one point twenty two, either twenty or twenty two point deficit. And it was the game ended up twelve, but they couldn't shoot the couldn't shoot a lick from from three. Kalsher looked like bad Kalsher, yep. like uh, sophomore junior Kalsher, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the last couple of games. He struggled to make his shot. Jazz couldn't get into the flow at all. Trent he fouled out in eight minutes. Right? <laughs> Is that eight minutes? Eight minutes. That's all he played. It felt like less than that. Condit had three fouls early yeah. in the basketball game. Robert Jones, who again, Robert Jones going his minutes are going to keep going up, mm-hmm. uh, and he's still got another year. And I thought he was kind of a, a miss at the beginning, um, as far as rec- look, you can't kill what TJ did. But I thought this might be the weakest link. He's by far anything but that. But he struggled. I mean, he missed mm-hmm. a couple of shots underneath. Now one shot. I mean, there were two Red Raiders that crashed into him right under the basket. While he was in the air, no call. Um, I get that one, Cyclone fans. You can put that one in the, yeah, they missed that one category, and, and uh, that one's absolutely justified. And Aruna tried to get going a little bit. Uh, he struggled. Hunter struggled. It was just one of those nights where they couldn't make a shot, and you got to give Texas Tech credit because they played defensively, um, just like Iowa State does. That's their calling card. We talked about this six-game stretch to open up conference play and the importance of at minimum, getting to two and four. Mm-hmm. They did that. That's what they did. They got to two and four. Yep. Now the schedule eases up, but it doesn't ease up as we we're talking about right. in the way that maybe you were anticipating. Just yeah, TCU a Saturday, ago. right? Yeah, that one's at home. Feel good about that. Obviously, what time getting... is is it? Is it is it in the middle of the football? Ooh. Is it three or one? Please be one. It is. Please be noon. Three o'clock. Oh, gosh. Three o'clock. Right as things are getting started. Yep. yep. With Cincinnati, well, the Bengals will be so far in front of the oh, Titans at that point. Anyway. Look at you, look at you. So TCU on the road for Oklahoma State next Wednesday, mm-hmm. home for Missouri, and that Missouri team, <laughs> the one last night, anyways. Oh my God, they got beat just a week, less than a week ago by Arkansas 
87-43. They turn it around, go on the road, mm-hmm. and beat a decent old Miss team by 25. Trent, I watched the end of it, and the only reason I did, because Iowa State-Texas Tech was on, on ESPNU, uh-huh. and that was the game that preceded it. And I knew you were on Old Miss, and every time that <laughs> I was kind of cringing for you. Oh, man. Uh, and hoped you didn't take the elastic band off the bankroll. <laughs> nope, same bet. Same bet. I figured same as bet. much, and I was glad to hear that. Uh, but yes, so I would forgot about the SEC Big 12 Challenge is, is coming. I still don't like it. No. In the middle of the year, in the middle of conference play. But look, it, it's it's different, I guess, if nothing mm-hmm. else. And where is that game? Is that in Hilton? Is that in Ames? That Columbia. one is, yes, at Hilton. Okay. So you'll get that one on the 29th. they got a start time for that. 1 o'clock on that Saturday, the 29th for Mizzou. Will they bring back the telephone trophy? I know it's a football yeah. trophy. but <laughs> I maybe, wish they bring back the football game. Yeah. Bring back a replica. Uh-huh. Maybe do something like that with basketball. And then it's Kansas after that. But these next three games, you feel like kicking a 3-0. You do. Well, you certainly did after we saw the 12-0. Was it 12-0 the start? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you felt like this was you'd put these three in the win column. But you can't say that now, the way that the bottom of the conference is playing. Ken Palm has them projected to win by a 7 against TCU, lose by a point at Oklahoma State, and then beat Missouri by 14. Even a two and one, you're feeling good. Mm-hmm. Garib has not been kind to the clones over the years. But I mean, they've had stretches. some good wins there. These stretches currently projected nine and nine in conference play, twenty one and ten overall. So you were not asking a lot then, just no. to, just to you know get one game north of that at mm-hmm. ten and eight, and that will uh, keep your seed. Look again, I think as a, a four five six is absolutely ideal. Mm-hmm. I love that six spots. Uh, don't want to slip any further. Uh, than that, but just just the fact that there's going to be March big tournament basketball mm-hmm. for Iowa State, barring an absolute unforeseen collapse of epic proportions. I can't see it happening. I'm right there with you. I think they're going to be fine. They're going to get in, and even at eight and ten in the conference, they still have built up enough. They got the quad one victories that they're going to mm-hmm. be okay for and at large, even if it would go that far south. And I just don't see that happening. So we go to tonight. We got all three other teams from the Big Four remaining to play. You and I goes on the road for Valpo, playing well as you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Drake, they're home for Bradley. Two winnable games for both of them to stay at the top of the conference standings with Loyola. And Iowa goes on the road for Rutgers. The old rack, now the Jersey Mike Jersey Mike Center, and they're throwing uh, they're they're uh, wearing throwback uniforms tonight. Halas tweeted them out yesterday. Oh really? Yeah, from the seventies. Not a bad look. Yeah. Not a bad look. Geo Baker? Yeah, Trent, he's, he's a different cat. Look, this team beat Purdue at home. Yes. Took they're a need a to di- do it. Right, but they're a different basketball team at home. Ron Harper gets bigger every time I, I turn the TV on. I swear to thick. God. He's thick. thick, yes. Man. Thick. And he's a player, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. He's a good player. But Geo Baker's a terrific player. This is going to be a tough spot for Iowa tonight. What's the number? Three and a half. Hawks favored by three and a half. Well... I'd be grabbing the points. I think I would be, too. I think I would be, too. Played a great game last year out there. Iowa got the victory uh-huh. late against the Rutgers team. That was an NCAA tournament team. Not going to be easy, but, boy, you get this one. Back-to-back road wins, and you're feeling good with Penn State coming in then over the weekend. You did that. You're 5-3 mm. and three in conference play, and suddenly, not lock, but feeling really good about them being a yep, tournament team. I, I'm with you. This is, this is a good one. Get this, get this one tonight. Penn State comes um, on the weekend, and that, too, is 3 o'clock. Is it not or 3.30? 3.30. So they're both playing at the same time. Basically, yeah. And we also have Drake at UNI at 5 o'clock. 
<laughs> right. Okay. Well, two TV setup. Two TV setup. You'll be all set. So uh, I want to take a minute here. Remember Ron Franklin, right? Who, yeah. He passed away yesterday. Um, he was really the first, and I want to call him a casualty because he brought it on himself. The first sport or, or broadcaster or personality. I know he wasn't the first overall, but he lost his job um, for... What did they call it? Was it did they was it harassment? He lost his gig. Remember Janine Edwards, yep. the ESPN reporter mm-hmm. who married the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State, who's now got moved on. Uh, but regardless of that, um, he lost his gig at ESPN because of um, crossing the line with Janine Edwards, and mm-hmm. this was going back ten years ago. Called her sweet baby. That's what he called her. Yep, uh, in a condescending tone. Right. And I don't think that was the one and only instance of that. Yes. Uh, he's a, he called a hell of a game. He called a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. He was one of the, you know, for the, I don't know, a, a significant period of time. He was in a big game. Yeah. If you heard his voice. In a big 12 game usually. Yep. And, and going the, back to big eight days. True. And college football as well. And they'd mm-hmm. move him around. Mike Gottfried. Remember him? Yeah. Ron Franklin and Mike Gottfried called a lot of games together. But Ron Franklin, there was a big, this was a big deal back in 2000 and, is it 10 or 11? Uh, I think it was 11. Uh, that he lost his go- a job after Janine Edwards took him to, um, I guess, Human Resources. And the investigation took place. And he lost his gig and had nobody to blame for him but himself. Five years previous, he also, uh, to Holly Rowe, said, uh, talking about a game, Holly, it's not giving up. It's 49-21, sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. So two incidents mm-hmm. that we heard about mm-hmm. in five years, that's what's going to happen. But you're right, that was kind of the forefront of... It, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Those kind of things uh-huh. happening. The and People call it cancel culture. It's no, not what it's it not. is. he brought it on himself. Yeah, it's being an a-hole. Right. <laughs> and he got caught. And he got fired. Yeah, because and of those it. are the two instances with the, that we we know of. I don't yeah. know if there's any more or not. I remember I do remember him uh, at Big Twelve Media Days. Peralt and I would do our show down there. We'd have him on. We had a senator on. Well, he's a senator now. <laughs> Tuberville. Tuberville. <laughs> and actually, it was a really good piece. Was it? it we uh, he was terrific. Bob Stoops uh, sat with Peralt and I and um, and did I don't know ten or twelve minutes with him. And Ron Franklin, you know who else would uh, would walk through? I remember this because it was like um, you could just the air of confidence that this woman exuded when she would walk through media day. And this was before anybody knew she was. Erin Anders? Close. Closer than you think. Erin Anders, female reporter. Uh-huh. Now, now host. Now host. Oh, uh, Ponder. Samantha yes, Ponder. Sam Ponder. Yeah. Her uh, frankly, that, that was in Dallas. Those were that was a pretty good uh, era of Big Twelve media. Day. What's her husband up to these days? Does he do I anything? I think looking after the kids. All right, you know, absolutely. Put a lot in the bank. He did first round pick. Was fifteenth overall, thirteenth like overall, yeah. something. I mean, it was a reach. I was there watching, was a run on quarterbacks. You yeah. remember? I was watching that draft with my wife and my brother, my stepbrother, who's also a Vikings fan. Yeah. And I was joking with him before. They're going to take Christian Ponder. No, they're not. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. And it happens, and I just started rolling, laughing. They both look at each other like, "Oh God, yeah. why is Trent laughing this hard at this pick?" Got that one right. Yeah, you certainly did. As uh, boy, that was um, not the most distinguished quarterback career. No. This uh, this Vikings team is one to watch. We'll have to get um, somebody from the Vikings 
There's a lot of Kirk Cousins buzz that he's that him, they're going to cut him. They're going to try to trade him, him. Try to trade him. And you know who primary target number one apparently is? Your Denver Broncos. Yes. Well, yes. how would you feel about that? You've watched a lot of Cousins now. Yes. You because it's the same thing. I remember when we had this conversation, and I think we were up the dial, and I was at the forefront. The Vikings need to go get Kirk Cousins because I've seen Kirk Cousins. I see the numbers. That's the guy that's going to elevate them. But then you watch him like I did pretty much week in and week mm-hmm. out. And there's just something about him that the stats don't marry with the football player he is consistently he week in and week out. doesn't handle pressure well, I don't right. think. Yeah, I think when that's a good When the play breaks down. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, he's still. A, I think he's a good quarterback. He's a good Jen. quarterback, Yeah, yes. I, I don't know if this is a guy that you... You hitch your wagon to this guy's going to lead us to the Super Bowl. Now, it wouldn't shock me. But he could get Denver to the playoffs. Absolutely could. I think this is a pretty talented roster. But Kurt Cousins, I don't think they're going to cut Drew Locke. I think he's under, he's got his rookie contract still sure. for another year, I think, because he's a four year guy, because he was a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can't be Teddy Bridgewater. But if it was Kurt Cousins, I, I don't think the reason the Vikings are out of the playoffs is Kurt Cousins. Right. Right. He's adequate. He's Good point, yeah. Middle of the pack, low teens, mid teens, yep. starting quarterback in the NFL. He win games. He's got a couple talented receivers. He puts mm-hmm. up numbers because of that. And he'd have talented guys at Denver. Yes. He'd go there also. And the playoff drought for Denver, I tagged you on that post, I, I think, it. last week. Yeah. The second longest drought in the it's NFL. It's remarkable, Trent. That's unthinkable it's for that the organization. Jets and then the Broncos. I, you could have given me. A half dozen guesses. I would not have come up with the Broncos after the Jets, which would have been an easy one. Well, I knew they hadn't been in the playoffs. Their last playoff game, they they left with the trophy, <laughs> right? Um, they, when they beat the the Panthers in Super Bowl Fifty. But I would have thought there were teams that had a longer drought than that. Yeah. And there's only one, and it's the Jets. But yeah, it's been um, again. No, no one's going to care, right? There's, they've won three Super Bowls. Yep, I'm not going to cry for you. No, absolutely not. Vikings fans, you, you, know, right. you can care less, right? right? Bears fans, it's been a long time for you. All right, Shelby Mast is coming up. We're going to get into the brackets uh, with Shelby Mast. Look forward to catching up with him for the first of what will be weekly appearances as we inch our way, and we hope we're inching our way because this is fun, uh, to March and the unveiling of the bracket. What, how many weeks? Any idea? Would it be six weeks away? No, it's more than that. Probably yeah. eight weeks yeah, away? Yeah, I think that's where, because it's more towards the middle, middle of, of the, the month, month. Yeah, yeah, this year. So it's pushed back, I think, a week from where it sometimes is on the calendar. Uh, and I took a peek. Milwaukee and Indianapolis, the two Midwest first and second round. If we see Iowa, Iowa State get there. Also a Sweet 16 this year in Chicago. Nice, at the United Center. Uh-huh. Just in case, had to take a peek mm-hmm. at that yesterday. Stayed the Drake Hotel. You ever stayed there? No. It's so nice. It's old, right? Mm-hmm. It's really there's a bar in the basement. I I would just love to be, you know, if the walls could talk. Yeah. You know, going back into the uh, into the early 1900s, and I got to think Capone had a couple of drinks there. <laughs> sure. Um, just just amazing, amazing property. Anyways, we will get our time out. Come back with uh, Shelby Mast on the brackets. But right now, it's time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Go to KXNO.com. Uh, once you get there, enter the keyword work uh, at KXNO.com. Work right now, KXNO.com. That's your chance to win $1,000. Miller and Condon, underway on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. <laughs> 
back to Miller and Tanya on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Stuff, Trent. It brings a smile to my face, that oh, intro. That's really good. That's good theme music Indeed there. Indeed it is. We're going to hear, not our fill of it, but plenty of it here starting in the middle of March. You're going to hear weekly from our next guest. We're grateful that Shelby Mast is back with us for another year of brackets. Bracketwag.com is Shelby's site. He's the Gannett Bracketologist. He's Miller and Condon's Bracketologist, and he's back with us. Shelby, Trenton, Ken, as always, Shelby, we're grateful that you uh, do this for you. How you been? I've been good. How about you guys? Doing well. A wonderful time of year as we uh, look. We've got two teams, and I know you've got you. You're updating your bracket daily. Last night it was posted just before eleven o'clock last night. And if you would have told us that Iowa State and I were going to be a part of your bracket here when the calendar reaches the middle of January, I said, Shelby, you're nuts. There's no way. These are two. Uh, well, certainly Iowa State's a bad basketball team, and Iowa's not got much of a chance after all Luca's gone. But there they are, Shelby. You've got Iowa State of four and Iowa an eight. Let's start right there uh, with those two schools. Iowa State got pounded last night by Texas Tech. But uh, just the fact that they're on your bracket um, – certainly uh, seems like a, a shock to a lot of us. Yeah, they, they really weren't sniffing it at all in the preseason. Uh, they were predicted last in the Big 12, which in this conference, that's not horrible. But, you know, last place, you're not going to pay attention to them. Now, all of a sudden, you kind of kind of start paying attention. Then they're beating some good teams. Now they're undefeated 12, 13 games in. you got to start watching them now. And uh, they've maintained that that start. They haven't won them all, but they're, they're in the Big Twelve. They can't. Nobody right. can. <laughs> right. And I, I, it's very impressive what uh, TJ has done. I, I'm impressed with them. Let's just hope they can hold it up. Going to be tough in that Big 12, no doubt. So a little bit deeper look at their resume. The biggest thing that jumps off the page certainly is the five wins that they have in Quad 1. That is second in the country in terms of victories in Quad 1. As we've evolved from the RPI now to the net rankings from the NCAA, what's the most important metric to look at when you're looking at resume building, seed lines, those kind of things? Is it going right to those Quad 1 victories and your record against Quad 1? Is that a good starting point? Yeah, I think so. Quad one and quad two, uh, you don't want to have any red marks or losses uh, in quad three or quad four, and mm-hmm. they don't. All their losses are quad one or what is super quad one or whatever they call the top half of that. Uh, so they've got good losses, every one of them, and they've got, they've done enough right now. I would almost put them as a lot, but their preseason pick, to be last makes me wonder, and so I'm not not ready to start locking teams yet, especially them, but a few more big wins will do it, I think. How about Iowa, Shelby? You have them on the eight line here today. They are 13-4. and four. they got a tough spot tonight. Rutgers, as you know, is a different basketball team inside the Jersey Mike Center, as it's named now. Uh, this will be a tough spot, but the Hawks hanging in there right now is an eight. Yeah, they're hanging in there. They don't have any quad one wins. But that's where all their losses are. So there's no bad losses. That's good, and their confidence will give them lots of opportunities. 
to get those quad one wins. I figure uh, if they kind of stay the course doing what they're doing and get a few quad one wins, they'll be okay. Uh, if they end up 0 for quad one, that's going to be tough. Staying here in the state before we start to take a national look, looking at the Missouri Valley. Northern Iowa Drake didn't do enough in the non-conference to put themselves in position to get in at large, but Loyola has. So more than likely what would happen, Loyola has to continue really good through conference play, maybe take just one or two blemishes uh, during that, and then get beat probably in the championship. So that's the most realistic path, right, for the MVC to get to. Somebody upset Loyola in the championship game, and the Ramblers keep doing what they do throughout the course of the regular season. Is that right? Yeah, they could probably lose in the semis if they keep this, what they're doing. Uh, they've worried me the past couple of weeks. They've had a couple games where they've been down big early mm-hmm. to much lesser teams. They fall back and won, but the fact that they're getting down to them makes me wonder. Uh, I've seen them play. They're good. Uh, you know, new coach, so can he sustain uh, Shelby, what has happened to the ACC? Didn't this used to be the dominant conference in basketball, seemingly? Tobacco Road, dot, dot, dot. Um, you have four teams from the ACC in your bracket as of today. What has happened in that conference? Aren't they still the best? <laughs> <laughs> no, they are. Everything is cyclical. You go in cycles up and down, you know. A couple years ago, the SEC was horrible, mm-hmm. and now they're really good. And so I think the ACC is going through that now. They've got Duke as a top seed, not, not a one, but up there. And, and all the rest of the teams that I've got in there are from the 8-9 game on down lower. And so it's a long shot, but the ACC could end up with one team. How about that? That's the way it's looking right now. I don't think that'll happen. A lot would have to happen. But a, a three-bit conference is, is more realistic. But it, it's just weird to think about the ACC. The, the West Coast Conference is probably going to get more teams in. The WCC <laughs> going to get more than the ACC. What a world we're living in right now. Uh, Shelby, with that, your favorite team, speaking of the ACC, is Duke. They lose a tight one last night against Florida State. Overtime. You know Leonard Hamilton's going to have his team playing good by the end of the season. He's got, feels like a half dozen, six, eight guys every single year that can get to the rim. But late in that game last night, you know, you look at the squad, you know certainly the talent at the top with Benchero, just how good he is, but didn't get a touch late in that basketball game. Your thoughts overall, this Duke team, they're a national brand, and in K's last year, is this national championship good team? I think it is this year because there's not a clear-cut dominant team. Mm-hmm. Auburn and Gonzaga are trying to separate themselves, but there's a lot of really good teams, and with the right draw, the right luck, they could. And I think it would be kind of fitting Coach K's last year, but I don't know if I'd put money on it. Uh, I don't know if I'd put money on any team right now because there's, there's so many good teams that can have stinker nights. We saw that with LSU. We've seen that with Purdue. Uh, Baylor, before yesterday, mm-hmm. lost two in a row at home. So it, it can it, anybody can beat anybody, and no one defeated his left. I think that says a lot. 
Yeah, and Baylor, it was in a real fight for the first 35 minutes yesterday against the uh, the Mountaineers before uh, pulling away late. Shelby, I'll tell you a team that I missed. I thought Texas was going to be better. Now, we saw them. Uh, they got beat on Saturday. They got beat last night, Trent, too, as well, right? K-State got them last night. Um, tech, right, precisely. So, Chris Beard's got a lot of talent on that roster. We wake up this morning. You have them on the eight line. What does Texas need to do? Is it just a, a a product of you know making all of these parts fit? There's so many transfers on this team. Does, can Texas turn it around? I think they can. Chris Beard is probably the right guy to do it, but we don't know yet. They haven't they haven't played a complete game as a team together. They've played in bits and pieces, and they've done enough to have a good record. But I'm just not sold on them. They're you know, they're not meshing well for whatever reason, and they better figure it out quick. To the Big Ten, Illinois-Purdue played one of the best games mm-hmm. of the college season on Monday, 11 a.m. start for us uh, Central Time, and a great start to the college basketball week. Illini are getting healthy. Carbello's back for them now. He's such a difference maker. Wisconsin, I thought that was a really good win for them last night as they go on the road and get Northwestern. You know, Sparty's going to be there ultimately. Ohio State-Purdue. Uh, the top seems good in the Big Ten. How about the middle, though? What do you think of the middle after you get through, say, those top five teams? Your thoughts on this conference and the middle part of it? Yeah, there, there's some teams that, that probably need to get hot and to establish themselves. Teams like Minnesota, Maryland, who was supposed to be top five, I think, in uh, the beginning of the year, they've really fallen off. Uh, they need to get string together some wins because I think the middle of the pack in the Big Ten is mediocre, uh, maybe a little bit better than mediocre, but this year they're going to have to be better than mediocre and prove it. Uh, or they're going to be sitting home in March. Uh, the uh, the Big Twelve, Shelby. You've got eight teams currently uh, from the uh, from the Big Twelve. You've got them uh, in the Big Dance. Look, K, K- State's had a couple. Of, they're playing better as of late. TCU is. Um, I don't know how they're doing it, but lo and behold, there they sit at at twelve and two. K State, I think, would pro- would would need a miracle. Um, to, to find their way into a bracket. Is there a chance, though, nine teams from the Big 12 go, or is that a long shot in your mind? I think it's a long shot. Oklahoma State's the wild card. They're, they're probably good enough to be in, but they're banned this year. That's right. That's a good point. Yeah, good point. So yeah. they, you know, if they lay down for everybody, right. then there's a chance, but they're not going to, and they've proved that. that. Baylor. So they're going to have they're going to be trouble for some teams. Kansas State, if they play like they did last night and get a win like that, get a few more, they're going to be right there in the discussion. But I, I mean, they're going to cannibalize each other. But at some point, somebody's going to fall off. Whether it's TC or K State, I'm not sure yet. One team that I don't have a great read on, I've only seen them play once, and that's Arizona, who continues to pile up the victories. Of course, new staff there, brought in a lot of transfers themselves. With what Tommy Lloyd's done here early in his career at Arizona, give us more on this team. And, and speaking of national championship contenders, are they at that level, or is this maybe more uh, playing in the Pac-12? I, I think they're they're at that level. Them and UCLA and USC are the three teams from the Pac-12 that have kind of established themselves, but Arizona, I, I don't know if it's all smoke and mirrors or not. I've seen them play. They're good, but can they be good for an extended period of time? 
uh, when they play those L.A. teams, that's going to be a true test. Uh, they've been been fantastic so far, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sold yet, but they're on the, my one line just because of lack of options. Hmm. Shelby, you're updating this bracket each and every day still? Yes, I am. I'm staying up late and doing it. Good stuff. Shelby, we appreciate it. Uh, It's a great resource for us. Gannett uh, uses you. We're grateful that you uh, find time for for Trent and I here in Des Moines. I know it's a really popular segment, and we have two teams uh, in our state, potentially three, uh, that fancy uh, themselves going dancing. We certainly hope that's the case. Shelby Mass, we will speak with you next week. Uh, Thanks for doing this, Shelby. Bracketwag.com. Take care, Shelby. Thank you, you too. Good to talk to you. Shelby Mass. Is uh, we go inside the bracket with Shelby. I'm with you. I've not seen Arizona play, period. Saw their game against Illinois. That was it. And they played well in that one, but that was not a full strength Illinois. That's when Kennedy Lai and I were struggling to okay. at that part of the season. You know, and when they hired Tommy Lloyd, too. And Arizona is a new blue blood. Yeah. But in the upper reaches of college basketball, mm-hmm. one of the 15 best jobs. It's a basketball school. And Tommy Lloyd, a career assistant at Gonzaga, yeah. been there 20 years. Didn't know much about them. I mean, what kind of recruiting ties is going to be different? Yeah. You know, trying to get those LA kids when you're down at at Arizona, as opposed to what you're recruiting when you're at Gonzaga. And he's hit the ground running. And the way he rebuilt that roster and brought in a really, really nice mix here, going to be interesting to watch. You know, Arizona's kind of, you know, we talk about our guilty pleasure teams in football. Yeah. I always got a rooting interest just because of the Luke connection with Arizona. Mm-hmm. So keep a close eye on them, but just haven't seen them a lot this year. Got to. Now, of course, the Pac-12 network throws a wrench into that yeah, from time to time, big too. Time. Although I heard again that the Dish Network and DirecTV are talking merger. Oh, really? And if that's the case, what, is, what does that do? Huh. Does that mean that we'll get some of the programming on Dish? I mean, and I guess the only one I care about is right. the Pac-12 network. Yeah, is there anything else that there even no would idea. be? Probably not. That they, don't have, that they have that DirecTV doesn't? Yeah, I've, I, I don't know the answer. Anyways, we'll watch that. We'll come back, finish out the hour. Miller and Condon will be joined by David Kaplan coming up uh, at 11.05. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, you think about this AFC and mm-hmm. the – I mean, we're going to see – Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes this yeah. week. And in and maybe this year we'll see Joe Burrow uh, v. Allen or v. Mahomes and throw Herbert into the mix because the Chargers one of these years are going to figure it out. The young gun quarterbacks in the AFC. And if you don't have one and you root for a team in the AFC with those four heavy heads, young ones, because none of them are going anywhere. It's and none of them hill. are Oh, boy. No, the the B word, as in bust, will not ever be thrown around with any of those four cats. They are legit. Miller and Condon, back to wrap up the hour. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Located in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Good final couple of minutes here, the first hour of the program. David Kaplan from Chicago joins us to kick off hour number two. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. Papa John's does likewise with Mitch Holtis. He'll be with us at about 1130 uh, to help us out with the Bills and the Chiefs. You know, I heard something last night watching Texas Tech and Iowa State. You know, we talk about how unlikely it would have been you know, we'd be talking about postseason March Madness with Iowa State back, mm-hmm. you know, leading up any time, September, October, whatever. Uh, just as unlikely, we would hear the chance from the opposing fan base 
of overrated <laughs> when right. Iowa State had fallen behind. I mean, yeah. think about that, right? Iowa State overrated. Yeah, I'm not sure that uh, that's a badge of honor. It is, absolutely, right? yeah. Late in the game, and I heard that chant, too. Right. Not a fan of the overrated chant, though. Yeah, nor am I. Nor am I. But uh, students having fun. Yeah, exactly. I'll let them have their fun. Uh, it wasn't fun for Iowa State in the final um, 15 minutes of the basketball game last night. But that's life in the Big 12. You know, when I asked Shelby about the likelihood that, you know, we get north of the eight that he's got it, I forgot all about Oklahoma State. Well, and also remember, finishing, of course, in the top six of the Big 12 is so important. So you didn't have to play on the opening night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now there's just going to be one right. of those opening night games. It'll be the 8-9 game. they can't even go to KC. Right. So they won't be there. So the only opening round game will be the 8-9 game. Oklahoma State is out. So even as a 7 seed, you don't have to play on that first game and wouldn't have to go four games in four days yeah. to win it all. Trent, it's, 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 it's unfair to the kids that are there now. It is. I, I don't know how else you can... You know, you can uh, dish out punishment for breaking the rules like that, but these kids weren't there. That coaching staff wasn't there. And that's the other part that's just infuriating about it is they've done everything it seems like right. And they answered the questions. Mm-hmm. They should have lied. Yeah, been like North Carolina. Right, or just not done anything. I mean, just ignored it. North Carolina had an academic scandal. Isn't that right. what, I mean, the crux of all of this is yeah. about academics? Look, everybody, kids have been getting paid forever. Right. Right, forever. Now that it's legal. Um but yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It is unfair to the cop. I would have thought, no, I shouldn't have said it, but I'm about to say, I would have thought that the NCAA, that uh, they would have done the right thing. What, what am I thinking? You drunk? Not yet. <laughs> 8.30. Well, probably. I don't get drunk. I just have a couple. Have a couple. Uh, Cappy kicks off the second hour of the program. Mitch Holtus at 11.30. We have another keyword coming up. Your chance to win $1,000, Miller & Condon, or on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.